This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart. And I'm Trader Nick. Welcome back to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. And today we're joined by Oanda's Senior Market Analyst, Ed Moy in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. Always a pleasure to be on. Thank you. So in the latest news in terms of the dollar and the markets we've been paying heavily attention to on the podcast, the U.S. debt ceiling concerns and some more recent developments have shown some calming in this area. Some concern has been uh, in some ways diminished. Ed, what's the latest on the debt ceiling? I know this has been sort of been a headline for markets. What's your take on it? I think there's been a lot of optimism. We've seen a lot of uh, positive comments from both sides. Uh, but just as we started to record, we're getting headlines. Uh, GOP debt negotiators leave the meeting. Um, so obviously, you know, we're, we're getting close to uh, the X date. And as far as the market is anticipating a, a deal, we're going to need to see more posturing. And now we're finally getting it. So we're going to see that both sides are going to, you know, try to stick to some of those red lines. And, and this is where we're going to have some, you know, tense moments. You know, we have not really seen any market stress. This is finally going to start to happen. I think, you know, as we head into the weekend, there was optimism that possibly we could get a vote on Tuesday, you know, something agreed upon, you know, tentatively by Sunday night, Monday morning, and then maybe a vote on Tuesday. Uh, but, you know, Walking out on talks, that's probably going to signal uh, we're, we're, we're going to have uh, a little bit more tension, but I think there's still high expectations. This will go down to the wire probably a couple days before the X date is when you'll start to see talks really intensify. But, um, you know, as I think most analysts, they're still, they still got this at a low single digit percentage chance of default. Even if we did default, you know, the U.S. would still probably make good on those obligations. So, um, um, uh, it's triggering a little bit of a, a move right now, some of those headlines, but I think, uh, there's still, um, I think high expectations that a deal will get done. Uh, if we, in worst case, if we do get a short-term extension, that'd be terrible for risk appetite, but I think it would still be rather supportive, um, you know, for, you know, this very, very range bound stock market we've had. I feel like we've been in a range for 12 months, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I will say too, in terms of uh, latest news, you mentioned uh, negotiators walking out. We also had uh, Jerome Powell making some uh, notion, some some headway uh, in the sense of not paying too much attention to the banking situation that has happened in recent development. Well, it seems that in the most uh, headlines uh, that are occurring now, uh, he made some mention to stress in the banking sector uh, and, and regards, and this is not a direct quote, but uh, may not see as much of a need to uh, to raise rates as much as some may have been forecasting. So it's an interesting development there with Jerome Powell as well as the debt ceiling situation. Both of them have been moving the dollar. The dollar has been moving up, but then of course, with today's uh, news that you just mentioned, dollar is trading back down, hitting 103 uh, as we are recording this podcast here today. In terms of the ECB throwing it over the Atlantic for a little bit, uh, we have President Lagarde speaking uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so later on after this uh, podcast has probably been out for a little bit, you should be hearing uh, some developments there. This is probably not going to be a massive, uh, it's actually a pre-recorded video that is set to uh, to play uh, from President Lagarde. Regardless though, the ECB uh, continues to have sort of a more hawkish presence than some of the other 
central banks. The economy is still expected uh, to, uh, to, to strengthen, to grow GDP forecasts at 1.1% for this year uh, and 1.6% percent uh, in 2024. This is from, of course, the European Commission and could, of course, uh, be something to pay attention to in terms of the ECB and their forward guidance, which seems to be that inflation still a stubborn, uh, stubborn component uh, and needs to be addressed uh, with some even uh, on the ECB recommending further rate hikes to continue to put this to rest. We actually had uh, Christine Lagarde, the European Central Bank president, earlier on, possibly trailing that speech, talking on Spanish state television. And she said that the ECB is going to be, uh, quote unquote, courageous and will make the decisions to bring inflation down to its midterm goal of two percent. So I'm expecting that is what she'll say in her speech. Yes, and I think also uh, inflation, like I said, continues to be a sticky uh, problem in Europe. And then we also have uh, projections to increase inflation up to 5.8%. And then in 2024, it seems that projections are somewhere around 2.8%. Uh, so it's something that they're working towards. But again, in order to get that inflation number down, uh, it seems that the ECB remains relatively hawkish, uh, like I said, compared to some of the other central banks, for example, Japan, um, and, and with some, some dovish commentary coming out from, uh, oh, I would say dovish, but less hawkish commentary coming out from Jerome Powell today. Uh, it seems that there's some interesting divergence in that area. And those numbers you mentioned, uh, Nick, of 5.8%, I mean, Talking about that coming down to those sorts of levels by the end of the year and in 2024, those figures are much higher than they were. And we're having to adjust, aren't we, both here, certainly here in the UK, where, I mean, we've got this five-point plan of uh, Rishi Sunak, the British Prime Minister, saying that by the end of the year, inflation will have halved. That's one of his promises. Not sure he's going to make that. Yes, absolutely. And I think that We've talked about this theme pretty regularly on the podcast recently, just comparing all of the different central banks. You mentioned you've got the UK, you've got US, you've got uh, Europe, and and then you've got uh, in Japan a, a very different uh, sounding central bank. So it will be interesting to see what we get next week. Of course, uh, we've got uh, meeting minutes on Wednesday and we've got core PCE numbers coming out on Friday. It should be a very action-packed week next week. And of course, we'll be uh, here commenting on the podcast as always. With all this central bank talk, and again, the divergences and, and similarities between some and others, I'd love to see what you think, Ed. What, what's your take? Uh, Federal Reserve, we've got Bank of England, uh, ECB. What are, what are you looking at, especially going into next week? For me, I, I think you know the, the focus is going to still remain on debt ceiling talks, and ultimately, uh, inflation is 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 going to start to prove to be sticky. So I think you're going to see uh, that divergence. The hawkish Fed members are still going to uh, support possibly delivering more tightening. Um, I think Fed Chair Powell's comments will be taken with a grain of salt today. Um, if if there's so much resilience with the U.S. economy that I think you're going to see policymakers are still going to be rather convinced that the risks of more tightening. Maybe it won't happen in June. Maybe it'll have to have to happen later. But you know, I think the Fed is is still going to need to remain um, with a, a hawkish tone here. I mean, they have been successful in finally uh, pushing back some of those uh, Fed rate cut bets. But I think there's still more, much more work that needs to be done to bring inflation down. So we'll probably see that inflation data is going to be the key, and we'll see what happens over the next few months. 
And I think also one thing that, uh, or one market that is of interest right now is the the gold market. We've been covering this a lot recently on the podcast as well. Um, gold popping a little bit on, on commentary here from uh, the Fed, as well as, of course, the debt uh, ceiling walkouts that we're, we're covering as, as it literally happens. Um, you've got gold popping here from the lows around the 1950, just shy of that number, just above it. Now trading at 1975, a little bit of a, a bump there, but um, still a lot of headway in the in the regards to gold. Um, I had been uh, quite bullish on gold uh, previously. Now it seems that possibly if this story develops any further that fears around this could be a bullish catalyst. Uh, but again, I think from a technical analysis perspective, we've had a series of, of lower lows, lower highs. We've seen uh, structure break. We've, we've traded back underneath the 2000 mark. I think some of that bullish steam has definitely been uh, suppressed for the time being. Uh, going into next week, again, we have a lot of notable data which could set a trend going forward to gold. Ed, what do you think on the gold market? With gold, I think one thing that's important to also track is the central bank buying. Um, that has slowed down significantly last quarter. We got the the World Gold Council's reports, and we're seeing some softness there, and that's you know obviously helped contributed to some of the weakness. But but I, I think you know that this market is it it's easily ready to pivot to defensive, and uh, you know just now um, we are seeing you know the gold futures contract is you know did breach 2000 2005 now it's kind of pairing gains but i think you're, you're going to see that uh, this is still a very jittery market and you're probably going to see that um, for for gold i think uh, it's still a pref- one of the preferred safe haven trades and given the stress we'll see with u.s debt ceiling talks that could potentially be somewhat bearish for the dollar could be very good news for gold so we'll, we'll see what happens but I, I'm, I'm anticipating we could see you know, some more stress next week. So that could be supportive for gold. But overall, it's probably going to remain neutral, I think, um, over the next week or two. Yeah. And I think in terms of just uh, a price action standpoint, I, I should say I'm with you on the uh, the potential risk off play, if there's any concerns, if the inflation story does turn cooling, there's several things that could be catalysts to uh, suddenly spark a bigger interest in gold, uh, which I'll be looking out for uh, going into next week, especially with uh, some key data coming out. Guys, thanks very much for joining us uh, this afternoon here in London. Of course, this morning where you are in the USA. Have great weekends. Thanks, Johnny. You too. Thank you. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.